you remember Scared Straight? Oh yeah. And for gay kids, right? No, it's for <laughs> <laughs> That's only, what that show should have been. Only in the South. <laughs> I'm loading to me. 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 I don't give it nobody means what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. guys my next guest on unloading meat is the one the only i uh, hopefully the only because i can't stand two of these motherfuckers blake dyer what's up man what's up buddy how's it going pretty good man welcome to unloading oh, meat finally oh, it's been like the sixth time we've had to reschedule i, I know like, I, i'm such a piece of shit every it's time me i too <laughs> well it's like yeah every every time i'm like okay i gotta drive in a, over to his place i'm a little drunk already yeah. so Hey, next time, buddy. Yeah, that's my bad. I have had like you know, I, I try to, I, I try to make time occasionally and. Well, man, thank you for times. coming on. Well, I'm here now, buddy. <laughs> How was the drive up here? I gotta be honest. Oh, uh, oof. Uh, it took us through some weird ass little like back road, backwoods road, and I was like, I thought there was uh, a, a highway coming all the way here, so we felt a little. Uh, like the hills have eyes, a yeah. wrong turn for a second. That's just Oklahoma in general, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, don't slow down. There's going to be some inbred guy about to cut our heads off. Just keep fucking moving. That's no. how I feel when I go to open mic sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the fuck you drive this far. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I would fucking not do it. <laughs> I would just say, hey, dreams, whatever. So I mean, that's how hour. I was for a couple of years. but <laughs> An hour drive? No, thank you. I'll just do whatever else. <laughs> yeah, I do it. Two to three times a week. Uh, I don't know how you do it. I, I I live in South Tulsa, so it's like an eleven minute drive. I'm fucking pissing and moaning about yeah. an eleven minute drive. Well, honestly, man, like I got used to it because I used to work as a district manager for a cell phone company, and mm -hmm. I at one time I had stores in Louisiana, Texas, and Oklahoma, and I was making those trips weekly. God. So I spent hours in my car listening to Sirius or podcast. You know what I mean? And just like I'm used to it now. So like that forty minute trip is nothing to me. I mean, I'm I'm just somebody who's uh, for some reason I cannot get into just driving long distances i had to bring two people with me because i was i knew i'd be bored as shit <laughs> it's called marijuana <laughs> marijuana helps a lot you know i don't smoke weed a lot of people got the misconception about me but I, you just, have the look i do have the look yeah yeah you're the little lebowski yeah little <laughs> <laughs> i'm the dude dude <laughs> Yeah, I've been growing my hair out. It feels weird sometimes. Same here. I, this is the longest it's ever been in my entire life. L'Oreal, sponsor. Come on. <laughs> L'Oreal. Yeah. You know I'm worth it. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Getting fucked, up and, talking, getting fucked up and talking to my buddy. We're going to have a gin break here in a bit. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Just not a gym break because that's not happening oh, with no. this fat ass. It needs to, but it's not. <laughs> I'm getting fat as shit, dude. I think it's all the beer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to switch to gin just so that I don't feel bloated all the fucking time. I know. I would drink Bud Light, but I don't want Kid Rock to get mad at me. Well, and I eat like fucking <laughs> eight meals a day. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just constantly fucking eating and I'm constantly drinking. I know I have like probably self-control issues. Whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> My problem is like I was doing good for a while and then I started making or using DoorDash to make money. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of free food with DoorDash. And you also like are constantly sitting in a car for hours with McDonald's in your car smelling it. So oh. it's like... 
Eventually, like, man. You'd have to take a nibble. McChicken sounds good. I mean, if they got a 20-piece <laughs> McNugget, who's really counting on Dude, I've gotten so many free family meals from McDonald's, it's not even really? funny. Really? They just don't? So, like, uh, what I do typically when I'm doing these open mics is I like to, you know, it's like you said, it's a drive. It's an yeah, hour. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I'll go a Wednesday or Thursday, and I'll hit up two or three open mics in a row whenever mm-hmm. they have them all in a line. And then I'll DoorDash to like three or four in the morning in Tulsa and Oof. make a hundred bucks. That's nice. And uh, you know, as long as I pay for my travel, then it's not really that worth the gas. Or it is worth the gas for me. You know. It's yeah, I mean, yeah. You're working while you're down there. Yeah, so that's good. And I'm sure you get more business in Tulsa than you do. Yeah, it's hard because here you have to schedule it. You know, ah, so it'll yeah. be like you have to go like two days in advance, and it'll be like, okay, at twelve thirty to one, you can go and DoorDash for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll have orders already figured yeah. out. Yeah, I just. But uh. The McDonald's up on like Peoria, uh, the north side of town, uh, they'll have like a line wrapped around the building and have like three employees in there at like one o'clock in the morning. And so you'll just sit there for an hour or two, and at late night, you can sometimes just do hourly on DoorDash. Mm-hmm. So there's sometimes where you get like 15 bucks an hour just to yeah, sit there in a parking lot. Yeah, have had like a churches. They only have churches in like the worst neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> so Popeyes. I there's a Popeye next to it. I'd, dude, Popeyes is the shit. That's yeah. the best chicken joint. Like fast yeah. food chicken, that's the best fucking place to get chicken. Yeah. I love Popeyes. Yeah, for sure. Like when they made the chicken sandwich, I was like, damn it, now it's going to get popular. Like yeah. for a while there, it was like kind of the secret where like white people didn't go there. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And see, that was my dad saying it was like, my dad, uh, he fucking loved Popeyes. This is a white guy, you know, yeah. accordingly, you know, <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah, so my dad would always tell us, it's like, no, we're not going to KFC. We kids are fucking crazy. We're going to Popeyes. Yeah. KFC's dog shit. Yeah. I was like, now as an adult, I'm like, hey, thanks, Dad. I will say, like, you know, I'm not the biggest connoisseur of spicy stuff. Like, I mean, like, I just don't have the tongue or anything that can handle a lot of spice. Like, I can handle a little bit. But as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, it's gotten better. Like, growing up, I couldn't even handle, like, pecani sauce or salsa at a fucking Mexican restaurant. Really? And, like, my tongue would just be like, that's fucking crazy. Damn. That um, must be miserable. I yeah. love spice. Like, lately, now, as I go get older, it gets a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But, uh... What I was getting at was, like, Popeye's is the only place that when they say they have a spicy side, it's really not that spicy. Like, the spicy just tastes better than the regular original recipe in my opinion. Like, it's just not that spicy to me. Well, yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, spicy sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich. It's always better than the original. Exactly. Always uh, better. So, I don't like spice that's pain. I don't like, I like spice that has flavor. Like, if it has flavor behind it and it actually makes the thing better, then good. If it's just heat to be fucking painful, then it's like, eh. I mean, it's like when you hang out with your friends that are like, I love spice. And so then they'll cook for you. Yeah. They won't make it tasty spice. They won't put spices that make it taste better. Yeah. They'll only put spices that make it spicier. Yeah. So then you're like, no, you don't like spice. You're just a piece of shit. Like, yeah, it's like just... trying to get your, your partner into like trying to do anal for the first yeah, time. You only exactly. use the bomb hot sauce for lube. It's oh, like... my God. <laughs> I was like, no, I just think you're into like masochism. I don't yeah. think you give a fuck about the taste of the <laughs> yeah. food. You just want to feel bad. Like, is that what it's going to take to make the, t- the food taste good? Is that it burns all your taste buds where you no, can't taste anything? Yeah. And then you got the shits afterwards. Yeah. You got spicy diarrhea. Yeah. Somebody wanted and ma- to And maybe that's why, too, because like I had my gallbladder out like 10 years ago. So I have an express lane. So what like, does the gallbladder do? I don't um, know. Like, it's like a filter, basically, for like before your stomach. Uh, um, and from what I've, you know, I'm not the fucking doctor behind mm-hmm. I just had it removed. But uh, from what I've heard, it was like a filter for like before it goes to, the food goes to your stomach. And mm-hmm. when it got clogged, it basically just stopped me from getting food to my stomach. So like I would just have this like horrible chest pain every time oh, I ate. Fuck. It'd feel like fucking just somebody stabbing me all the time. <sighs> and then I had to have it removed. They cut like two incisions and then they fucking suck it out. Do you still got scars from yeah, it? Yeah, I still got the scars. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds miserable. Yeah. I just tell people I got them from Nom. <laughs> that's why I got yeah. the bandana. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So, so how you been, man? 
Oh, you know, I'm doing really well. Uh, kind of like, you know, I took a break from comedy. I mean, I'm always taking breaks from comedy. Yeah. I mean, even if you've been in the scene for only like a year, you know yeah. that I'm the guy who's in and out, in and out. In Dude, and out. I started in January. I've already had two breaks. <laughs> I It's fucking miserable. I fucking, sometimes I can't stand doing comedy in Tulsa. Because it's like, if there's not some, if not somebody like has got, it feels like everybody wants to start like, Fucking rivalries and beef and all that shit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any goddamn interest in none of that fucking shit. I mean, it's just, it's like high school drama yep. for something that's supposed to be an artistic venture. Yeah. Why the fuck are you getting so self-obsessed that you think you want to start fucking drama yeah. with people? It's kind of like whenever I see some of these places that are like, okay, we're at this open night, we're going to only have this rule and this rule. Not, not, and I'm like... I thought we got into comedy because we couldn't handle the rules of nine to five jobs. Yeah, like, I mean, fuck. <laughs> look, don't say slurs on stage. I guess. That's yeah. A, like that's an okay rule. I can deal with that. Don't say slurs on stage. Yeah. You know, and don't punch somebody. Yeah. I guess those are two good rules to have when it comes to comedy. But when it comes to like the whole like you know, well, your kind, your joke is kind of like based off of microaggressions. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. right now. Um, spoiler alert: ninety percent of my material is crowd work and roasting. Yeah, and that that's fine. I like I like to be more improv and have yeah. fun with the group, and actually have fun with the audience. And like, so like when I do these open mics, I'll per, I'll bring two to three minutes, maybe mm-hmm. of like maybe a story or some bits, and then the rest of it, I'm writing as I'm sitting there making observations on people, like what they're wearing, you know, just hats or what they recommend. And I go up there, and it's all fresh. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. And sometimes it's fun for the audience to feel like they're involved. But yeah, I guess like. I don't know. Uh, it, you feel sometimes when you go to a comedy show that the people there are not trying to have a good time. They're trying to find something to be upset about. Yes. And it's just, I don't especially get it. other comedians. Most of the time, 99% of the time, when somebody gets canceled in Tulsa, I mean, like, it means we're nothing. fucking important yeah. enough to get canceled on any scale. Yeah. When somebody cancels, it's not because of an audience member. It's because one comedian has found something about you that they don't like. Yep. And it's... It's just silly. It's well, what silliness. I look at is, and this is without any ego in the, with me at all. I, I try to really be humble and not have any ego with yeah. know, stuff that I've built here and stuff like that. But you know, I launched this this year and started bowling full fledged full fledged in the comedy this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel I've made a lot of progress in like the six months or so I've been doing it. Oh yeah, you and, have. I mean, I I could tell that like the first. I remember the first time that you went on stage. I think I was there, or like maybe the second time. How you've evolved on writing, because that's the main thing I try to tell everybody. It's yeah. like, if you're going to focus on one thing in comedy, just focus on writing the best. You got to find your voice. Because there's what fucking is ridiculous is there's certain people in this scene that thinks that they can run it that don't know how to structure a bit. Well, that's what I was getting at was like, without any ego of my thing, I'm like, in the six months I've been here, I can already see where I've grown personally. Yeah. What the fuck have these other people been doing here? Been doing it for like five, six years, or even no. some like there was one that was like been here like fifteen or fourteen years. And I'm like, you're still in the same fucking spot. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like, people, not you know. And again, I'm not trying to like disparage or punch yeah. down anybody. It's just more like, why am I comparing myself to you? Like, we're doing different things. It's it's silly. I mean, people don't realize that like rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. So let's all lift each other up a little bit. Yeah. I don't. There's per, there's people in Tulsa comedy that I can't fucking stand. I can't look at their face. Yeah. I don't like them. I think they're smug. Yeah. Hunty shitheads. Yeah. But you know what? I'll be fucking, I won't say that you can't come to a show. Yeah. I'll never say I won't do a show with this person or that person. Uh, there's per- certain people that if they try to hire me for it, uh, book me for a show, I probably won't. I'll probably yeah. pass on it. But I'm never the person that's like going online and trying to cancel somebody. Yeah, you're not going to burn the bridge or just go, go out of your way to fucking. Yeah, going online to try to ruin somebody's, if you can call it career. This is Tulsa yeah. fucking comedy. Yeah, it's fucking Facebook. We, 
this is not a, a world mark. We're not going to the the you know comedy store in fucking Las Vegas. Like yeah. there's this is not the same thing as that. This yeah. is where we need to start growing to get our our craft down to a fine science where yeah. then we can reach out and try to make it big. Yeah. We're not going to make it big in Tulsa. There's no reason to sit around and try to fucking do dick measuring contest yeah. and fucking trying to see who's the biggest yeah. cock in the block. There's no reason for that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, like I can see I see the potential in Tulsa of what it could become and I see the talent here. But you're right. It's not at the level of like an Austin or an L.A. or a New York or anything like that or Chicago. No. So don't treat it with the same thing. No. Like canceling doesn't matter here. Like what I'm trying to do is just build something for myself and try to get it. You know, like you said, do the reps, do the work. So now, yeah, with the whole cancel day. Uh, and I mean, when I say cancel, I don't mean like somebody, you know, I'm not trying to 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 say it's like that, you know, racist, blah, blah, blah. It's just it's petty grievances. Yeah. That they try to call out online why are you calling out petty grievances that's fucking silly so you're gonna you're gonna cook up something that doesn't mean anything yeah again there's not gonna be a producer that comes into a tulsa comedy show and tries to hand somebody a fucking two season network show yeah that's not gonna happen this isn't new york city yeah so what we need to do is try to work together and make good a good scene for growth yeah yeah like i like i don't know man like Getting canceled in Tulsa is like the same equivalent as like the. Uh, what was I gonna say? I had a fucking bit and then I fucking let it go. <laughs> uh, I'll pick it up for you. Yeah. It's like a, uh, you know, a homeless guy outside calling you a piece of shit. It's like, oh really? I'm yeah. a piece of shit. Okay, thanks, bud. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. is his word gonna do? Like canceling somebody in Tulsa is the equivalent of sending in the Uvalde Police Department. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was trying to do. Yeah. I was trying to frame it in a way. I was like, how am I gonna word mm. this? Something Uvalde. Fuck them. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, they fuck the kids anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like the royal, tram- the royal family trying to breed. You're like, oof, I don't know about yeah. this. Too much chlorine in that gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck. So, man, uh, how long you been in the scene? Well, man, uh, I'm 30 now. I started, I guess, when I was 21. That was when I, I first tried to just make it. Cause, like, I was in, lad. Yeah, because I was, I was living not in Tulsa when I was 18, and I was DJing downtown. Uh doing like electronic shows and stuff. Just, yeah. That's what I loved was, you know, DJing and kind of being in that scene. I think I was like 21 and I decided I was going to go to a comedy show and go up. I think it was comedy park at the time. It was like the only actual, other than Looney Bin, the only place that did like weekly comedy shows for open mic. Yeah. It was a blast and, you know, you made friends and sometimes those friendships don't really last that long. Yeah. People come and go from the comedy scene all yeah. the time. Uh, you know, been through a marriage or two since then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I can relate to that. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. Oof. But, yeah, so, you know, I just, I mostly want to just go out and have fun and, like, work on, because the main reason I like to do comedy is because it helps with my writing. Yeah. The uh, writing bits is the only thing that I, I don't even really like telling them as much as I like writing the jokes. Yeah. So there's a lot of jokes that I'll write that I'll never say. Just because you don't know how it'll work out, you don't yeah. know if it's a little too edgy. Something. Are you one like? Sometimes I feel that similar way. Like you know, I get different things from writing and different things from podcasting and different things from stand up. You know, from performing and different things in my brain fire off. You know, with those things. But like, I get what you're saying because like, there's some times where I think I would be great in like a writer's room on a comedy or something like that. Just be in a group of people, just like writing, just writing jokes for somebody else. Yeah, to say. there's like there's ideas that you come up with. Like the other day, I was in my car and I, I thought the idea like do bees fuck. Yeah. 
I just wanted to know because uh, yeah. I don't know anything about insects. So yeah. I looked it up and I googled it. Turns out bees do fuck. They only fuck the queen though. So the queen's just a fucking rail pig that just gets yeah. fucked constantly. <laughs> fucking She's slut. just yeah. Everybody's fucking plowing through that. We slut shame bees. Yeah, yeah. fucking fat. get that honey. <laughs> fucking big ass whore just getting fucking <laughs> slammed constantly, right? <laughs> So I've never done that on stage. So this is I mean, I had a similar joke last week where I was talking to somebody and like they were like, you know, like if I had two nickels for every time somebody said, I love you, but and I was like, yeah, two nickels fucking. Wait, that's a weird image. <laughs> nickels fucking. It sounds like, you know, an illiterate typing in on Pornhub. Yeah, that's like the alternative. That's like that. If you had a cover band, that could be your uh, Nickelback cover band is Nickel Fuck. Nickel Fuck. Nickel Fuck cover band of Nickelback. It would sound better than Chad, Chad Groger. Oh, hell. I, I, you know. Everybody talks shit on Nickelback, but there was a few tracks when I was you like in middle school. You can't deny the power of Hero from Spider-Man 1. I oh, mean, honestly, dude. That song is a banger. It's, it's pretty funny. Looking back on it, it's like, everybody hated it, but like you secretly kind of liked it. Yeah. When you were in your truck or car or whatever when you were a kid, yeah. you fucking blasted that shit. I think the moment that they jumped the shark the most was when they like one of their songs was like the intro to WWE Raw for like five years. <laughs> and so every Monday night, it just blasted like 30 times a night. And so, like, everybody that's on a redneck or ever watched wrestling was like, fuck Nickelback. God. Fuck Nickelback. <laughs> I, I had a friend that one time, uh, like, he misused a malapropism where he called it, like, I, I don't know where he, if he made it up himself or he got it. He said, uh, man, I got here just in the Nickelback of time. And that still cracks me up to this day here in, in my head. I'll say it now because it's like, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, there's just things that stick out in your mind that are just like frozen. Yeah, that's like that happened when I was in high school, and I can never let that go. Uh, how funny that was! It's like Tom Segura with bikes. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, he watched uh, Scared Straight. Do you remember Scared Straight? Oh yeah, and for gay th kids, right? No, it's for. <laughs> <laughs> that's only, what that show should have been. Only in the south. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that show should have been. Uh, uh, you just, they just have you watch kids over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you want to get AIDS? <laughs> That's what I thought. You just listen Peace to Radio Gaga on the loop for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. You show them a, a, a Freddie Mercury documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sinking into this. All right, I'm sorry. I'm riffing too hard. But You're good. Scared straight. Let's get back. No, like he was talking about, like he watched, like he has a whole bit about, like he watched Scared Straight a couple uh -huh. times, and there's just one where they take him to a prison instead of a jail. Okay. And uh, there's just one black guy that's like, you know, like hold my pocket. <laughs> he's making him hold his pocket and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, why'd you get it? Why'd you get in here? He's like, I stole something. He's like, stole what? And he's like, bikes. He's like, bikes. <laughs> and like ever since then, that's like every time Tom Segura is driving by and sees motorcycles or anything, he just like has to go. Bikes, bikes. He just shouts it like it's like a nervous tick to him now. Oh, that's hilarious. People even made fucking songs about it. Like had him like fucking dubbed into it and just uh, like him shouting that sound bite. Oh, I'll do uh, like I would do like Tom Segura. Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of uh, a Park Chrysler. I like him in doses. I, I like them together. They work good as a yin and yang together. Oh, I'm man. Just every once in a while, I see a clip and the guy cannot shut the fuck up. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of comedians are like that. Though. We love to talk. Yes, I mean, I agree. But some, some of us have podcasts. None of us, <laughs> none of us squeal while somebody else is trying to do a funny thing. Yeah, and like laugh over. And it's just like when you're on a podcast, you got to know. Yeah, it's okay to laugh in a podcast. Yeah. That makes it funny. But when you squeal really yeah. loud into the mic. Okay, you're ruining the flow there, Bert. Well, it's like when they made that fucking Van Wilder movie and they wrote that article about, you know, the, the Van Wilder is based on Bert. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, he's the party guy. Like, he kind of is. Like, he's always looking for a party and he's always drunk or always doing something else. I mean, like, he's. Yeah. He likes to be the center of attention, center of a party oh at all times. God. And it's. 
it's well, exhausting we, sometimes, we've, probably. We've all, we've all had friends like that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, then again, I'm talking shit on somebody who's very popular and making it more than I am. So what the fuck do I know? I mean, it leads to him, his work ethic though. I mean, at least he's like, he's always energized, always doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like, again, it's like, you don't, you're not necessarily bagging on him so much as you're, just, you're explaining like, Hey, this is not my fault. The way I yeah, want to live my life. I guess it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, and I, I, do people really try to argue with me about justifying how funny is? I, I guess. I mean, I just, it's not my cup of tea. I d- yeah. But that's exactly all you have to say, yeah. though. It's your cup of tea. You know, there's going to be. Uh, there's going to be people that you just don't like. Yeah. And I have a lot of people like that. I, that I, I, I think Bert for. is the equivalent of like every like blue collar comedy tour we had in the early 2000s. I was in the DVD bin at Walmart. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's that I, demographic, I think. I feel like I, yeah. And I mean, I, I hadn't heard about him until like. God, it was not too recently. Really? I heard him a lot. I mean, I heard him pre-COVID because like, the machine story, you know, went viral for a while. Yeah, I guess that was the first time I heard is when he did his machine story. And then, you know, Ari Shafir had This Is Not Happening, and I love that show. Um, and that was just comedians telling stories. And he told stories on that a couple times. Um, I, I hang out at bars in Tulsa yeah. most weekdays. You're going to hear some stories. <laughs> I've fucking heard enough comedians telling stories. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about <laughs> listening to a podcast. I mean, I hope people listen to this podcast, but Speaking they're not me. Guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched a few episodes, you know, so I made sure that I was, uh, you know, in the right mood before I came here a few days before. Listen to the. Roscoe, really good yeah. friend of mine, like a brother to me. That guy's awesome. Love Shout out Roscoe. to Roscoe. Shout out to Roscoe if you listen to this. You're fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he could say that because I gave him permission. Uh, yep. I suck cock. Yes, he does. So, man, uh, looking around this room, anything stick out to you? I know you saw the lizard a while ago. Uh, yeah. Um, mm. Well, I don't know. It's very you got you got a little bit of an obsession, my friend. So let's 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 take it back a step. I think you have more action figures than I have books, and I love books. Um, <laughs> I have uh, so many, but I can't even. I I bought an extra bookshelf just so I could fit, and I still got them stacked up on a table in the in our living room. And my wife's very upset about that. Well, <laughs> so I mean, technically, these are bookshelves. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you have more action figures than I have books, and that's fucking saying something. Well, so. let's let's take it back a step then. Uh, take me back to young Blake's childhood. What was Blake uh, collecting, or what was he playing with? In, oh kid? man, uh, like what action figures? Um, I guess like Star Wars. Star Wars. You know, old Star Wars action figures. I had a, I had Han Solo. Kenner, that was my shit. Yeah. yeah, and I had a. Uh, the guy who shot Greedo. Yep. Yeah, I had Greedo and him, and I think I had the like guy that looks like a hammerhead shark. I think those were oh, my three. Oh, yeah, the brown alien. With the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the three that I really liked. Um, you know, and I, I think I had like a few of like Jurassic Park action figures. Yeah. I really loved Jurassic Park movies. When I was a kid, that was my shit. Jurassic Same Park. Same here. Yes. Jurassic Park 1, Lost World, eh. Jurassic Park 3 was better, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the books better. I like, I, I like Michael Crichton books. Well, that's like. that's what got me in, into literature was that I loved Jurassic Park so much. I was uh, like 12, 13 years old, and my dad was like, you like that movie? I have Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Maybe you should read that, Blake. And at the time, you're a little kid. You're like 12, or yeah. a preteen, so you're like, oh, what the fuck do you know, old man? I read that book, and it, it changed my life when it yeah. came to like literature. And I like ever since then, I've been collecting books from uh, people like... Robert W. Chambers is one of my favorite writers, and I love Ambrose Bierce. He wrote the best American short story that's ever been written. It was called The Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Okay. It's a short story. It's not a book, but Ambrose Bierce is a brilliant writer. 
Uh, he's been dead for like over 100 years. So fucking, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, he, well, <laughs> I, I do have a story. This has nothing to do with comedy. Ambrose Bierce uh, just went missing. He fucking, nobody knows where his body is. Wow. Do you want to know how? How? So when he got into elderly age, he had tuberculosis. So he decided moving to the desert would be the best idea for him. Yeah. And while there, he was still writing, trying to like, he was, he's somebody who, when he wrote uh, as a journalist, he lambasted the uh, the Transcontinental uh, Railroad. And his publications in, I think, like New York Times back then was so popular that they wrote him personally and said, what can we pay you to make you stop criticizing us? His main criticism against them was their tax, their evasion of tax. He wrote out the amount of their taxes. He said it would be $1.3 million written out to the United States IRS. Damn. <laughs> That's how you can get me to stop talking shit about you. He published the letter correspondence. Yeah, he was a brilliant writer. Yeah. But um, he was so inspired by Pancho Villa, uh, Revolution in Mexico, mm -hmm. that in his elderly age, he went to document and write a biography about Pancho Villa's wow. life. And people think he might have just got sick and died while fighting or at least in league with these rebels. So nobody knows where Ambrose Bierce's body is. That, doesn't that kind of add to the story, though? Yeah, he's a mythology. He's such a fascinating individual. Yeah. Anybody who wants to read about something, read about that guy, because that guy is fucking a genius. Yeah. I loved him. He was somebody who thought that uh, prostitution should have been legal. In, like, Old West, he was, like, didn't think there was any issue with gay people back then. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah very. Very revolutionary thinker. Yeah. Um, but, no, he inspired... Um, the other guy I said, uh, Robert W. Chambers, uh, he he wrote a book, a uh, short story called The Inhabitants of Carcosa, and that's what inspired Ambrose Bierce to use the word Carcosa as the mythical city in the book The King in Yellow. Okay. Which inspired the first season of True Detective. Wow, okay. Yeah, so his book, The King in Yellow, is the what they got. <laughs> that's what they got their inspiration yeah. from, Carcosa and the Yellow King or the King in Yellow. That's They're bringing they, back True Detective, aren't they? I mean, I watched one episode of the second season, and I was like, this is dog shit. Yeah, like I didn't this. like the second <laughs> season. The first season was perfect. Uh, uh, damn near perfect. I love the first no, season. No, it was brilliant. It was. Yeah. I mean, who can, who can shit on Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. That guy. Fuck. Yeah. That dude, and even Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson, and yeah. he was, that was a perfect role for him. Um, you looked about like me. <laughs> I was like, I can relate to this character. You're a piece of shit. You drink all the time. And you yeah. fuck constantly. But hey, uh, I like that guy. <laughs> I just finished watching uh, Barry on HBO. I love that show. I haven't finished the last season. It's It ends well. Because I'm trying to get my wife to catch up. Cause I, I, I have my, my daughter's starting to watch Barry now. And, like, she's catching up. Cause, like, it's I, so good. I didn't watch it till this year. Like you I, haven't. I didn't watch the first three seasons because you know they took a break for a while and stuff. But I'd already heard, I always heard of it, but I never watched yeah. it. And then just like last month, the season four was getting ready to come out. I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. And then I got hooked. Mm -hmm. And the writing is so fucking phenomenal. The writing is really good. I love it. The cinematography, everything. Yeah, I mean, Bill Hader's a genius behind the fucking camera. You know, he's from Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And season four, he directs every single episode. That's that's really good. Yeah. It's he, it's really good. It has me like off of TikTok because occasionally I'll see like a snippet from yeah. when he's in jail. I. I Spoiler alert, sorry everybody. Yeah. And I mean, like, it happened a year ago. It's okay. I was like, man, I don't want to know anything, so I've just... Well, like, to Henry off. Winkler deserves all the awards. Like, Dude, Henry Winkler is badass. The fact that he used to be the Fonz. Yeah. He used to be the Fonz, and now he's just the goofy guy. Yeah. 
But like this, this role lets him be so funny, but also dramatic at the Very same time. Deep. He yeah. looks like my grandmother. I can't th- uh, stop thinking about that. <laughs> well, I, would, every time I, don't... I think I was always see him. I'm like that's grandma. Hey, oh, grandma. Gam, gam. You big nose. What's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I got a big schnoz, so that's like I understand. Uh, this turns into anti-Semitic podcast <laughs> real quick. <laughs> oh, is he? Uh... Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> uh, just don't reach your hand up a quarter, you know, ninety degrees straight up. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Flat palmed. <laughs> I do not mean to turn this into this. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not racist or anti-Semitic. You know, despite what you hear around. Yeah, so. despite all the red and black, white colors I have on this podcast, we're not. My, my face <laughs> is red. I've been drinking like all day. We have hair growing out. We're not skinheads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app, such as Cash App. Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash App. There was some shit I was just telling him off mic. Some real Facts. fucking saucy stuff. Now, this is stuff that... Oh, one of your toys. It's all right. Uh, this is some shit that would fucking bring nations down, the stuff that I just told him. So you guys will never fire, never be able to know true. about it. Never, never, Not even never. a sleeper cell is going to undo this. Never. Fucking never. You'll never know about it. Yeah. It's fucking secret, and only my genius-ass brain and this fucking dude know about it now. Only ones, and a few other people, I'm sure, but it's secret. Yeah. It's secret. You guys will never figure it out. Yeah. Comment we, down we, below. I'll we, never we tell the you. Ones. We the ones. I'm yep. loading me. There's secrets. Secrets and unloading me. Unloading secrets podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Unloading Meat, the only show with a more higher THC count than the carts you buy at your local dispensary. <sighs> Welcome everybody. <laughs> We're getting fucked up. We check our terps here on Unloading Meat. Yeah, uh, we had to take a break because I had more. I had to get more alcohol. Ah, cheers. Okay, our cups. what's up, buddy? It's like we either had Barney or Thanos jerk off into a cup. I know. I, before I, I came over here, I asked him, you have any cups, any like glasses, like small glasses? I, I, like yeah. I like to have a nice little glass cup. And I, I have drinking. Yoda shot glasses. <laughs> I saw those. So I, 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 was at my, uh, I was at my little bar that I have in my house, and I was pouring myself a drink before we headed out. And then I realized, uh, and I messaged you, and when I was in the car, he says no, and sent me a picture of his kitchen, so I was like, well, fuck, I'm 10 minutes away from my house. No. I don't drink a lot. <laughs> we don't have, I mean, it's me and the two kids, and I only have them half the time, so it's like, like one time I was just like, you know what, get rid of like half the dishes, half the cups, because I don't need to keep cleaning all this shit, yeah. and I just kind of did like a, a nice cleaning throughout all my shit. Oh, if I never drink either, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you almost uh, got me there. Gotcha, you almost gotcha. got me there. Now, like, I socially drink, obviously. Oh, um, yeah. Occasionally, I'll have a case of White Claw or something in there, you know, just to have in there. But, like, a case of, of beer Man, or White Claw. you really are gay, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> got his ass. Yeah. I got him, everybody. Yeah, you, that? you got him. Spoiler you alert. got you, dude. Uh, I swallowed. Burned you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh this has been fun. This yeah. is good. Well, We're, only meat. We're only halfway through, people. There's more content coming towards you. More unloading meat coming right towards yeah. your face. Yep. In your ear holes, all your that, holes, are like, get unloading meat in them. I didn't even. Now I realize the. I, I mean, I guess I'm just somebody who doesn't get like double entendre. Yeah, I guess I didn't even. Well, yeah. can I tell you what unloading meat actually means? Okay, tell me. And this will be cut, and we'll go. We'll be right back, uh, and we're back, <laughs> dude. That was such a. I cannot believe that that is what the meaning of that. Yeah, I know. Right? That's fucking bananas. You swallow one. I'll time never. I'll then... never. That that'll never leave my mind. That's yeah. just like the. Uh, just like uh, that thing, Nickelback and Time. That's just, 
Perfect. Yeah. And now that I know the meaning of it, it means so much more to me. Yeah. And if you want to know about what the meaning is, you'll never figure it out. Available on Patreon. Because <laughs> I was surprised. I, I had my ideas on what it means, and now I know what it means, and that's fucking bananas. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's a M. Night Shyamalan twist, isn't Dude, it? Dude, we're building lore here. That's fucking bananas. Yeah, right we have there. lore on Unloading Me. We have lore on Unloading Me. I know about it. I, I don't think he tells everybody about this, because he said, hey, don't tell anybody. Yeah. So I was like, I assume that no other comedians know what it actually means. So. No, I mean, there's clues in my theme song of people wanting to do like an AR, like a, you know, like a, a Easter egg kind of scavenger hunt. There's some clues in my theme song lyrics but like they're never gonna figure it out all the way they'll, they'll never figure it out no. it's brilliant it's i mean fuck dude that's like shakespeare levels of thank you man brilliance, man i love it thank you i love it so man uh we talked about writing something we talked about your favorite authors stuff like that when it comes to comedy writing specifically like stand-up stuff like that mm -hmm. who are some of your favorite comedians or people or uh, humorous people that you uh are inspired by Oh God! So I'll, I will tell you, um, when I was a, just a young pup, uh, I had a cassette player, and the only cassette, because I, I had my own cassettes that like my dad used to have, and be like Beastie Boys and stuff like that. But when I went to my grandmother's house, uh, different grandma than Henry was there. <laughs> yeah, nice callback. Uh, she lived very out in the country. Non-Jewish. <laughs> she lives very out in the country, and uh, she didn't have a whole lot of cassettes that had like music. Germany, that I Austria, to... what country? Oh no, I mean like. Oh, she in... wasn't Jewish. Okay, we'll call that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, fucking racist. So, um. I th the only cassette she had in her house that didn't have like country music on it was uh, um, Jeff Foxworthy. Nice. So I was 10 years old listening to Jeff Foxworthy cassette tapes. You know how fucking, that's the most like eclectic way that somebody can get into, yeah. like the most hipster way to get into comedy. Yeah. Is when you- You're like one, you're like one gas station away from getting a fucking trucker hat with a tag still on <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. And yeah. And a t-shirt with yeah. three wolves. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> I love those t-shirts. This is a bomb, dude. So I would I would go out in my grandma's ha uh, house and I would listen to Jeff Foxworthy, and I was like, comedy is pretty cool because I like I you know you don't even think about it. Uh, and then over the years, I guess when I uh, before I actually got into stand up and writing stand up, I would be at work and I had this old job where I worked at like a uh, um, that we'd manufacture natural gas pipes. Okay. Uh, so it, you're working with like heavy metal and there's sound. So you always have to wear something in your ear. So I'd get headphones yeah, just so it's noise canceling. You don't lose your hearing. And I listen to Pandora yeah, and I'd listen to the comedy things. And there were people like, um, uh, you know, like Louis CK. Yeah. I know that's kind of controversial now, but it's like, he was a brilliant you joke could, writer. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. It's Louis CK and people that are like, quote unquote, canceled are the same kind of thing. I feel about like. I, you're not a wrestling fan, but you know who Chris Benoit is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a thing where, like, if you go to watch old Chris Benoit matches where you're like, it's still great matches, but it's like... Ee! Yeah, and uh, Louis C.K. didn't kill his <laughs> children and wife, so... Not yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Louis, season six. Hey, Louis, season six. <laughs> Available on his website, because nobody will book him. Fucking, uh, <laughs> he's getting a, He hung himself with his weight gear. <laughs> and he left the Bible at each one. Oh, That man. was dark. That dude was fire. He had some... He, had, he was dealing with some shit. But all, no, all because so, he didn't want to drop the title so, yeah, on the pay per view. Like uh, Louis C.K. and that, uh, oh man, what's the other guy? Um, like Jim Norton. I really Ooh. like Jim Norton and Ricky Gervais. I remember listening to Ricky Gervais' old podcast. Yep. With uh, uh, um, 
uh, what's the Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkington. That, Carl Pilkington was amazing. Dude, that still shit, is. I still listen to that. That guy is funny as hell. Just this way of looking through life, just like you, like it's just fascinating. Yeah, sometimes you listen to it and you're like, "That's actually pretty fucking brilliant." Yeah, because he'll say things that he'll say it dumb, where he's talking about his subconscious and his conscious, but he doesn't know how to say that. Yeah, so he'll just say, "Your brain tells yourself." And Ricky Gervais is like, "You are your brain." What are you talking about? But at the same time, I was like, "Ricky, he clearly is talking about his yeah. subconscious. He's just not smart enough." That's pretty genius. Yeah. And yeah, Idiot Abroad is an amazing show. Like all three, even the one with Warwick Davis was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Warwick Davis. Like, and then like, what was his show? Uh, Life's too short. That was a good show. That Richard. was a good show. Did he ever star in Extras? You remember that show? I remember Extras. I don't know if Warwick was in that. I I, I can't remember. He might have done a cameo. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I always remember Life's Too Short with Liam Neeson t- doing the monologue about AIDS. Oh, yeah, that's the second time we mentioned AIDS <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah. that's what the meaning is. You don't know. That's too late. Maybe Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm always safe when I unloaded my meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, butcher block. Yeah, wrap it up, buddies. <laughs> Anyone out butcher, there? Some butcher swine. Yeah, anybody out there? Don't fuck a Wiccan and wrap your meat. I lost my virginity to a Wiccan. Well, she probably cursed you. Yeah, that's probably true. Fucked a Wiccan about four years ago. Ankle still fucked up after that. <laughs> Went to the doctor. <laughs> That'll be the clip for the intro. Oh, my God. I went to the doctor, and I said, hey, doc, what's wrong with my ankle? He's like, all the tests we did, it's, uh, you know, uh, seems like you're okay. Got a question for you, bud. You fuck a Wiccan recently? <laughs> He's like, there's your issue. She put a curse on you, buddy. Look, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but why would you Why would you test it? You know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know she was a Wiccan until, like, we were already over there, and then she was, like, showing me, like, yeah. you know, like, kind of, like, I don't remember if it was before or after. It didn't really matter. I was like 17, and I was just like, you know what, dick hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me, let me guess. There was a, she had more than one tarot cards <laughs> and a dream catcher. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking Wiccan vibes. You run, buddy. Yeah. Uh, there was dream catchers. Uh, only dress in earth tones, too. I think her mom was a phone sex operator, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what she's doing in the other room. And her mom looked like fucking Charlie's mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> they never looked or as Max good mom, as you. Or Max th- Mom. Yeah. The wait, one either, either one. That's not a good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, we're ripping pretty good. Oh, dude, oh, man, Jin gets me in the fun. mood. Jin gets me in the mood for some jokes, buddy. Uh, so, what'd you like to talk about, man? Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at all this shit. It's crazy. Uh, so, uh, I tell people this all the time. Anytime I'm drunk enough, and uh, I'm sure they don't really give a fuck, no. but uh, I am writing a book. Okay, based in Tulsa. It's called The Neon Green Planet. I still haven't finished the second chapter. Uh, yeah, I've sent you a few sample chapters. It's a good book. It's I a do. Good book. I liked it. It's it got needs, a lot of potential, man. It needs some more. Like, um, I, I haven't sent him everything, but it, you know, I still got a few chapters left to write, and I'm gonna edit through it myself. Because yeah. it's like that's the issue with like getting an editor. Because yeah. I've had an editor before with like short stories that I wrote, and they change things where it's like the wording on it is how they think it should be. Yeah. But I put the wording. I, I'm I'm very knowledgeable when it comes to literature. I know yeah. what I want something to sound like when I write it down. Yeah. The fact that editors change it so much. I just don't want any of that. There's stuff that I'm sure like Graham, Graham Claire's and stuff that they can fix, but it's just occasionally when I edit it, I can read, I'll know what I want it to be. Yeah. So that they don't change it too much that it yeah. doesn't seem like me. I think my only thing was like, I had like one note for you on something or something like that. But it was yeah. like more like just like read it and just make sure it sounds conversationally when you're having a conversation in the story. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you reread it and it sounds like two people actually having a conversation, then you're good. You know Which, what I mean? yeah, and dialogue was something that everybody's always said that I can write well. Yeah. I'm, I'm good at writing dialogue more than anything else. It's yeah. like I try to be a descriptive writer, but 
you know, you don't want to sound too fucking too many adjectives. Is uh, how long? I mean, have you kind of guesstimated what length do you think this novel is going to be? Well, so far it's a hundred and twenty thousand words. So uh, I don't know how I try not to to look at that. Yeah, I think that's the last time I looked at it. It's kind of hard when uh, on the word document it says how many words. <laughs> so that's a little intimidating when you're starting out writing a book and you're like been writing it for a fucking month yeah. and it says 30,000 you're like fuck I am nowhere near close enough to be long enough for this to be a substantial novel that yeah but it's like you want your substance to go over the qu- the quantity of what you're writing yeah so it's like if I wrote a 30,000 word piece of genius thing that I loved I'd still try to publish it then yeah but if it's you know again when you're starting out as a writer I I, I would say that it would be hard for you to uh to try to get as uh, make it as big and as you know thick and as intimidating as you possibly can for a book. Yeah, because when a book's really good, you know that Stephen King doesn't really write a whole lot of real short books. Yeah, so you know that his writing's good enough to put into a full novel. Yeah, I mean, so that's intimidating. You don't want to seem like you rush through it. You want it to feel like it's you put enough words on the well, page. Well, sure. Well, what I was getting at I was like more like. Thinking of it like, you know, maybe it's just come from my background of like film editing and stuff like that, or like, you know, video editing, or like even just writing a stand up set or like that. Like, if you guesstimate, like, hey, I want it to be like a 500 page book, mm-hmm. then you know more where you can trim the fat in certain sections once you get that rewrite. You start going through that yeah. rewrite process. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of wanted it to be around five, 600 pages. So I'm about 650, 700 right now. And there's some chapters I know I could probably, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if you were handling it like that. That's where I was getting at. No, uh, to be honest, I don't really cut out a whole lot of things that I write. If anything, I add more in when I go through the re editing process because I'm somebody who believes that the story is the most important thing. Yeah. The story, and then and it was, I think, Lacan who said that the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. So when I write, I try to make sure that that's at the very forefront. And when the story's done, I can go back and I can add things like details yeah. and just small things between chapters or at the beginning of a chapter to help establish, you know, uh, settings and things like that. Paint the picture. Because sometimes I I skip on painting the picture and I'm so worried about writing down how the characters feel, what they're going through, motivation for their actions and their actions themselves. Because you don't want to write and do... You never want the series of events to be and then the characters blank. Yeah. You want it... And I think it was uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone who said that in a lecture. They said you want it to be because then they, you know, so but because this happened, then they did yeah. this instead of and then they did this. They did, yeah, uh, six motivation. Days there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fascinating bio or documentary to watch. All, I mean, yeah, I'm somebody who loves writing. Yeah. Like I said, I, I like writing jokes more than I like actually telling jokes. I mean, sometimes one of my all-time favorite things is just riffing and workshopping with people. Well, yeah, it's great. You, you, I love being around a whole bunch of comedians just riffing. Yeah. And it, but I mean, sometimes it gets a little annoying because everybody's, I mean, comedians are very self obsessed. Yeah. You got to like make sure that you're getting your word in when you want to talk because people yeah. fucking talk over you so quick. Best thing to do when somebody talks over you, just talk louder. Don't stop and look at them directly in the eyes. It'll be the funniest thing. They'll shut the fuck up almost immediately. Yeah. I think a lot of comedians, and you know, maybe it's just because it comes from, you know, being new to the scene stuff, but like a lot of the people that come to these open mics stuff like that sometimes forget when you get the mic, you have the power. Like, oh, for they, sure. They, 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 they Sometimes, like, you know, there's people that have been like, oh, you shouldn't crowd work something like that you don't want to give up the power. Be careful when you do this. And you know, there's a lot of red flags with that. I'm like, yeah, but I'm never going to give the audience the power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I go up there and I'm going to do anything, it's it's like, I know I have the fucking my, the well, power right now. Yeah. All those comedians that are hanging out downtown, go to North Tulsa, 
or go to like South Toss or like Midtown where there's like actual comedy uh, bars that do comedy just for like where black people show up. Yeah. That's most of what they do. Try to th- tell them to not fucking do crowd work. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's just one of those things where, like, I, like I said, like, I'm one of those rebellious kind of guys where, like, if there's a rule that doesn't make sense to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna challenge that. Oh yeah, like, you know what I mean? I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna fuck with it. And I don't yeah, wanna like challenge murder. it in a way. I wanna yeah. have fun. Yeah, like murder. You're like, why can't I? Come yeah. on. I mean, that bitch looked at me in the one way. <laughs> yeah, she cut me off in traffic, yeah. and then she flipped me off after I honked at her for three miles. And what then the we got divorced. That bitch's problem. Body up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so we went to my friend's uh, retirement party. Uh, shout out to my buddy Milton. Fucking awesome, my friend. Glad you retired at a relatively young age. Nice. I'm glad you have a 30-year-old friend that's f- fucking fat and drunk <laughs> on a podcast, fucking giving you some shout outs. <laughs> Suck that up, man. It's it's good. You'll enjoy it. All fifty-four people will love that. <laughs> All fifty. Oh wow! Hey, that's my goal today is to make sure that this gets more views than the top. And it's I Roscoe's. I know. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> he had to mention that to me before I came here, and I said, "Well, don't you fucking worry." He still about brings it. it up every time I see him. He's like, um, oh, "I stole the top comment." I'm like, "Okay, okay." Uh, it's a. I'm about to usurp that position, <laughs> Roscoe. No longer will you be the top. Episode of unloading mate. You don't even know the meaning of it, does he? No. Yeah, good. Fuck him. Never tell him. Yeah. Just kidding, buddy. Love you. There's only a couple people that know. <coughs> only a <coughs> select few. <coughs> and you're privileged to know. So you like all this. So what's your favorite comic book? I do have a favorite comic book. Like, I, I, I want you to tell I- me. Single issue or character? No, like a uh, series, like comic book series. I mean, or or I, I guess. I mean, I'm at, different things like like. I love Amazing Spider-Man. I, yeah. I love Spider-Man. I, I mean, mostly because of the '90s show. I got into mm-hmm. the you know Spider-Man X-Men on the '90s Fox Kids stuff was like really influential to me. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler is my favorite X-Man. Okay. Um, I even have a Nightcrawler tattoo. Like I just I love that character. X-Men um, was my favorite. I love X-Men. X-Men was my favorite. And you know, especially with the movies, because X-Men's always been an allegory for like anybody that's had prejudice against them. Well, yeah. I mean, the main villain. Magneto uh, was a uh, uh, Jew- Jewish Holocaust survivor. Yeah. So you can see how uh, the allegory there is that he's going through the same thing now as a mutant that yeah. he went through as a kid, as a Jew in, in Germany. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant-ass writing. Yeah. And the fact that Ian McKellum, a gay man, played him. Yeah. That's even an extra layer on that that people don't really appreciate. That's well, fucking I mean, genius. People, well, like, I mean, Kevin Smith talked about it a lot. Like, you know, even like the X-Men, X2 and stuff like that, those movies, like, you know, it was an allegory for being gay kind of in those days and so on. Yeah, times. I mean, for uh, anything, yeah. being black, being gay, being yeah. any type of uh, like minority that was suppressed in yeah. some way, you know, or being, you know, uh, Blake Dyer. Like, there's only one of me. So, like, like, honestly, like, I get that there's a lot of superhero bloat, and we just talked off air about Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Yeah, oof, God, that was bad. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of nice that like the things that were my refuge in the '90s, as far as like traditionally comics, were more tolerant, mm-hmm. and they were a few, you know, more ahead of the of the times. For sure. And like now, that's the thing that's dominating pop culture. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And I get that there's good and bad to it. And and you, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you see how fast that 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 pendulum swings back. Yeah. And how fast that anybody who's against that, which is good. It's yeah. good that people who are like anti-gay and anti, yeah. I mean, still like seriously uh, anti-Semitic, not yeah. like jokingly anti-Semitic. Because I mean, who doesn't like Now that? we're just in the day and age where it's like, uh, you can make whatever you want in a Marvel movie as long as you don't piss off China. Yeah, oh God. You know what I mean? Like you can have some gay people in there, but only in the background and they need a hug for like one to two seconds. Yeah, don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, Maybe they don't. Translate just that one bit, so they're like, "Oh, the Chinese audience are like, what are they saying there?" I it's don't like know. when Bell, like Beauty and the Beast had the one gay character. 
the, re- the live action remake. Candelabra. Well, you remember? Did was you watch? He gay? No, it was like the. Oh like, no, uh, the Josh Gad character, Leflu, yes, or whatever. Yes, like, uh, he had like a gay boyfriend, or like there was like a gay henchman or something like that. No, that that wasn't even the thing. Uh, here's the deal: is that uh, what's the guy's name? The 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 guy who Gaston Gaston, his buddy liked him. Yeah, it just that's as far as it went. When I watched that movie, I'd read all the, the articles about like. Ooh, first gay character in Disney. It was hinted at. No, he was just hyping up his bro. Yeah. No, but in the live action one with uh, the chick that played Hermione. That's what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is like, he does have another, at the end, does like he? you see a scene in the bar where like he has like a, a, another oh, boyfriend. Fuck, I didn't even know They added it for like one second. So they can say it. Now everything I said was fucking stupid because I didn't even pay attention <laughs> to that. I was, no, just, no. I was just saying that that's how that's how crazy it is now that like, if there's just somebody in a Disney movie hyping up his boy, yeah. that's gay. What, you kiss one dude and you're fucking gay? I don't yeah. think so. Come on, guys. I know. That's not gay. Yeah, it's not gay, guys. My paying your taxes is gay. It's true. Come at me, IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm don't just really. Kidding, yeah. You ain't got eight kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, not yet. Fucking liar. <laughs> they come to my house. No, I just fucked a liar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, she said uh, they were mine. They said She said they were mine. Yeah, fuck Australians. What's she like? Did you like when you were a kid watch like any of that trashy like Jerry Springer and stuff? Oh yeah, Jerry Dude. Springer, Jerry, Jerry. That was so funny. Those people, they really help you appreciate. It. Same way with watching hoarders. My favorite was like when, when you'd have these crossovers where like Jerry Springer comes on the WWE promotion. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like Wonder Twin Powers activate <sighs> form of incest? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have done it further with the with the crossovers. They had Jerry Springer on, uh, I don't know, Oprah. Oh, God, yeah. Where it's like Oprah's on. No, I don't even want Jerry Springer on. I want Oprah on Jerry Springer. I So, like, one of my all-time favorite Somebody's scenes. saying that she has a dirty pussy. She's like, I ain't got no dirty pussy. And you got a dirty pussy. And you got a dirty pussy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Oh, if only. Like Tom Cruise yes. starts jumping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I smelled it. It does smell that bad. <laughs> the funniest Oprah I ever saw was either Oprah or Doctor. I'm pretty sure it was Oprah. I was like it was in the '90s or mm-hmm. early 2000s. But there was a guy with Tourette's. Oh yeah. And he was at a gas station and he pulled up like a, a, like an Escalade pulled up with black guys mm-hmm. and he just started shouting the N word and they kicked the shit out of him. That's pretty funny. And he was telling the story on Oprah and <laughs> Oprah was not. I mean, I was like, is Oprah going to have empathy for this guy saying the N word? She Probably didn't. Not. No. You can't control it. <laughs> I'd hang out with that guy. But you just hear that, like you pull up in the car, like you know he's getting gas. Then a, like an Escalade pulls up a black guys, and you know he's just like, "Fuck." I mean, I'd never, I'd never say that word. Um, no, that's just like it's like, dude, just carry duct tape. Like, I, I'd never say that word. But if I if I could hang out with somebody that couldn't control saying it, I would. I'm just because yeah. it would be kind of funny, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a comical thing there. You well, can't I'm just help saying it. if that's your nervous tick. There's more behind yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> like, how did you settle on that word? <laughs> yeah, his dad had a few words about the people. Tell that us he about your with. upbringing yeah. in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes, his dad worked with a few fellas that he didn't really care for, and he had a few choice words about it, and it made him nervous. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck, oh. Oklahoma? Um, anyway. <laughs> if I watch too much philosophy or listen to any podcast about philosophy, I feel like, oh yeah, I could talk about this. Yeah. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> I'll stick to talking yeah. about bees fucking. Yeah. That I can, that I, in literature I can talk about, but philosophy, I don't fucking know jack shit. It's like when I'm talking to some people that, you know, smoke weed or like some dispensaries about getting sponsorships on here. I'm like, okay, I may be a connoisseur, like I like to smoke, but I, it's not like I know the freaking molecular structural or, uh, structure of indica and steve and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, very modest weed smoker. <laughs> yeah, I can't smoke weed. I act insane. 
Really? I act, I act crazy. I mean, I, I just get so paranoid in like the weirdest way. See, my it, for me, it's the only thing literally that I've found. I mean, I'm on an antidepressant, anti-anxiety and stuff too, but like I have panic attacks and crowds and I'm also claustrophobic. Like yeah. even the cellar fucks with me. Like going down the cellar fucks with me hard. Really? Yeah, it's small. It's a small, tight room with a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, That's why I don't go to the bathrooms in there. The bathrooms will fucking have me like freak out sometimes. Uh, yeah, well. Like uh, one of the scariest, like it sounds so silly, but you know one of my scariest things you could ever put me in? A motorhome bathroom. Motorhome bathroom, like a motorhome, an RV, a travel trailer, like that. You know those tiny those little are bathrooms. Very small, yeah. I would freak the fuck out. What about out a what about a uh, a plane, like a bathroom on a plane? Uh, um, I just don't go to the bathroom on a plane. Well, I've never gone to bathroom. It's kind of fucking. I'll piss my pants rather than go to the bathroom on a plane. Oh man, when I when I flew to Hawaii recently, yeah. that was a that was what like fucking eight hour flight. From L.A.? I mean, I'd probably do it. I'd probably get in there and piss in the sink or something. <laughs> uh, oh. like, I don't know. It's just like as a big guy going into a small room trapped and like with shoulder shit and everything like that, mm-hmm. it triggers every single thing in me. Claustrophobic. Yeah, I will, I will flip the fuck out. Like, I'm the guy that like when I, I guess tried that, to... that means you're not autistic, right? No, I guess not. I don't because, know. Uh, I don't well, know the rules on autism. I'm just... Here on Unlimited Meat, we talk about the rules of autism. Yeah, this is so silly. This is, has no uh, relation Jenny to Jenny McCarthy approves. <laughs> <laughs> no relation to anything. It was just that I watched that uh, movie, the Temple Grandin movie recently, where she had a hug machine so that she could feel... Wow. Hugged. She likes that feeling. I guess autistic people like that. They just don't like being touched by other people. Oh, okay. So she'd make a machine that would tighten around her so she feels like she's being hugged. Huh. My, no, like, I found out, like, I'd always kind of known that there was something off with me or something like that. And then, like, two yeah, or three years ago. Okay. gay. <laughs> 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 you figured it out. Got his ass, everybody. Uh, one cock at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. That was good. That was good. Well, that was a good one. That was a really good one. Uh, no, like I, like, I did a sleep study, like, two years ago. And uh, because I have a sleep apnea. And yeah. they wanted me. They wanted me to get one of those fucking machines, mm-hmm. and they strap you to the bed, and they hook all those wires to you, Oof. and they make you like sit up like this, and they want you to like, go the whole night while they test you. I made it an hour before they had to call an ambulance for oxygen. God. Like it was bad. I I think I might have like sleep apnea or something, but I just don't want to test for it. Yeah. It's like just knowing that. I don't know. It's like it feels like not a problem until it becomes. Well, a you'd want to know what my what my rationale was. I was like, for one, that was a traumatic. Like that was full on trauma oh. that night. That was rough. Um. But then it's like, okay, well, even if I get the solution, I got to wear this mask and I got to sleep on my back and have this mask for the rest of my life to have a perfect night's sleep. Yeah, that's, I don't know, but then there's people who have sleep apnea that get the mask and they sleep better than they ever yeah. did when they didn't have the mask. But here's my problem. I sleep on my stomach. <laughs> I've always slept on my stomach since really? I was a kid. And so when they're telling me, that was what triggered most of it that night was like, you have to sleep on your back. I'm like, I've never slept on my oh, back. Don't go to prison. And. <laughs> 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 or I guess do I don't know whatever as long you're into. Have lube. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my pocket. Yeah. You always sleep on your back in prison. I mean, yeah. that's well. I mean, unless you get a little rough, been. then you don't want to be on your ass. I've too never much. been, but I watched Oz, so <laughs> equivalent. Bikes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm always a side sleeper. I'm, I'm a I'm a side sleeper. So. I watched all three seasons of the Oz. I didn't see the Wizard once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a that's that's good. That's a rest of development. You remember that episode? That's funny. That's, that's that show. A lot of people sleep on it, but there was a time where that was like the one of the best written shows on TV for a while. Yeah, and they they did that new season, and I guess that woman, the sister, had so much plastic surgery done. She looks like shit. Oh, Portia de Rock. Yeah, dude, she looks horrible. And then apparently the mom, um, the late that she's the same one that plays uh, Archer's mom. 
uh yeah yeah uh she had those things where like jeffrey tambor was like making her cry on set and stuff because he was so fucking rude to her yeah to the point where she's like bawling and like jason bateman's like i didn't know like it was going this extreme or something like that it's like they tried to cancel jeffrey tambor for a while there's certain there's certain celebrities who you would hope would be like nice and friendly you find out that they're pieces of shit and i mean it's kind of like woody uh the guy who played woody what's his name Uh, Tom uh, tom hanks yeah finding out that he was kind of an asshole I thought he was. Oh, I mean, he's not a child sex ring guy. Yeah, least. he was on the Lolita Express, <laughs> dude. He was one of the names. Allegedly, we don't need to cancel that. Uh, okay, yeah, that's true. But allegedly, there F- are certain F- websites. <laughs> yeah, there are certain websites that say he was on Lolita Express with the Clintons <laughs> and other people. Well, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but after you come, you kind of stop watching those websites. At <laughs> least <laughs> you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm not giving that advice oh, with a name like Jared. God. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't go to Subway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you got a foot long word. So you were, I mean, I don't, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. So we're about the same age. You remember like old uh, internet when you were like scared to go to any fucking website. Yeah. Other than like the few that you could, knew you could. It's like anytime you kind of went off that trail. You were like worried. That well, not only that, but then there was like the fucking risk. kidnapped. Yeah. Well, then there's also the risk and reward kind of thing. Cause like you weren't so, I don't want to say curious or mischievous on the internet so much because you were on dial up. And so every choice was like, it's going to take 15 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I, c- I can look at this, uh, this wrestling lady's tits on this website. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a whole bit about it. Like how, like, like who else is a fucking jerked off to about Schmidt, the hot tub scene? Like, like can I, I have this whole bit like how Kathy Bates can still get it. And like, I'm like, okay, back in the 2000s, it was like, if I wanted to jerk off, I had to like get on LimeWire Kazaa, yeah. hope that that subject was like accurate, yeah. and then wait an hour or two, and then maybe download it and get a 15-minute clip. Well, see, yeah. <laughs> or Kathy Bates on the Bouchment DVD. Yes, that uh, VHS was my thing. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you ever like found certain scenes in a VHS. Vader Max. In a VHS where you would come on, that was there. Bader, Max. Bader Max. Come on, come that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would just play that same scene Laser over dick. and over. <laughs> Laser dick. <laughs> it just came to me. I'm sorry. Oh fuck! <laughs> this is what happens when you give me gin. <laughs> yes, dude, you're fucking on it. Hey, cheers, cheers prost, buddy. There we go. Yeah, but uh, oh, I remember there's certain there was certain movies like uh, man, I don't even. Maybe it would have been like. Well, this is going to sound really crazy. I had the VHS for uh, Ace Ventura, Bad Detective. And he turned off to the scene where they see the dick in the panties? No, the second second one where there's an African tribe. That first movie did not age well. No. Oh, my God. She's a man. I'm like, oh, shit. He bent her over and showed the fucking tuck job. I was just like, holy fuck. And everybody was throwing up. It's like, what, did all of you fuck this guy? Person, it's like South Park when the the uh, the head of police goes undercover as a prostitute. Yes, and he's just getting railed. <laughs> he's he has shit, the, the evidence bag, shitting out cum in a bag. Oh man, no. I mean, I like the I like the second movie more just yeah. because I'm going to say that now, so I don't get canceled. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean the whole uh, rhino scene. Yeah, that one I didn't jack off to that. No, if that's no. What you're implying. <laughs> no, I only jacked off to the the one scene in the the brother Solomon. Brother, <laughs> do you remember? So okay, <laughs> okay. Ace Ventura two had well, it was a rhino, right? Yeah. Okay, it was a rhino. He had an animatronic rhino, and he's like getting out of it. And they're like, oh, he's birthing, right? 
Okay, yeah. The Brother Solomon was a movie with Sasha Baron Cohen and Mark Strong. You know who Mark Strong is? I've never watched that. Um, I would highly recommend it. Even if you're not like a Borat or a Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Okay. It's a funny spy movie about two long lost brothers and one's a spy and one's just an English wanker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at one point, they're hiding in an animatronic elephant, mm-hmm. and another elephant mounts Starts them. fucking them. And it's like a giant 12-foot dick is in this fucking thing with Sasha Baron Cohen and Mark Strong, and they're getting cum on all that's, over. That's and it's just funny. railing them. Oh, so you fuck, you jacked off to that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, that seems like something you might feel like. I mean, after I cleaned up. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a rough one to admit. I would have never that admitted Baskin that. Baskin Robbins was never the same. I would have, <laughs> would have never admitted that, buddy. Uh, like the time I blacked out, but you know what? Fuck that fucking Cracker Barrel. You know, I've never, bla- I've never blacked out drinking. I have. You have? Yes, and that's why I don't drink so much anymore. I, I've never blacked out drinking. Can I tell you my story? Yes, please. Um, this will be a good podcast story, I think. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know if they've even told this. Well, well, fuck it. No, we'll make okay, it a no. good podcast okay. story. So uh, in high school, or in college, I was going to RSU, mm-hmm. and there was this chick, and you know, I wanted to impress her, so she was having this party. So I thought, what's the perfect way to impress a college chick? Drink so much alcohol in 15 minutes that you pass out. Wrong That'll course, win. Yeah. So in the span of 15 minutes, I had seven double shots of Jack. Oof. I drank two glasses of wine, mm. three beers, and I think that's about, something around that. Basically everything that she had on the table, I just kept drinking. Yeah. And I blacked out and fell asleep on the floor, and my arm was like this. And I was laying on it. So much so that apparently I, it started twitching. Yeah. And all my drunk friends were just like, well, that's not good. Mm. Well, let's, let's watch it for another 30 minutes or so, and we'll see. And then it kept happening. So, like, okay, we need to take him to the ER because he's unresponsive. So they took me to the ER. Now, they're telling me all this, because I don't remember it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I remember at one point, I said, I guess I had to take a piss. So they took me to the bathroom, and they threw me in the fucking shower. And I remember they said that when they came back, I had my pants undone, and I was playing with her rubber ducky. That was all I was doing. But uh, the thing I remember is I woke up, and I was already on the bed in the ER in Claremore. And there was a dock. Like, I was looking up like this, and there's lights. Yeah. And the first thing I remember is Freebird's playing over the fucking radio. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's an Oklahoma ER, fucking Freebird. Yeah. And the doctor's, like, looking right at me. He's like, you could have died. And I'm like, okay. He's like, alcohol poisoning. Fuck. Like, he just, he just like, giving it to me, basically. And they gave me this pamphlet, and it says, like, the effects of alcoholism and alcohol poisoning. And it has major side effects and minor side effects. Under minor, it said death. <laughs> That's pretty worst. sure that was a major. That's not the worst case <laughs> scenario. But I always remember because like as I'm walking out, um, I have one buddy on, under each arm and they're kind of like carrying me like this. Yeah. We're going through the checkout station in the entrance and there's this lady with a head wound at the checkout station. She's sitting in a chair uh-huh. and she's handcuffed to it. And uh, there's cops all around her, and she's got a head wound. She's got gauze wrapped around her head. And I look over to her, and I go, she looks like a Shriner. <laughs> and they go, Jared, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I just go, ba 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 la la da 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 And I just start yelling that as we leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I had drunker's palsy. For three days, my arm didn't work. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. <sighs> I'd never crazy. even heard that you could get drunker's palsy, but it was a thing. Yeah, I guess like a... Uh, it, several palsy just for drunkards. Yeah, it like uh, for some yeah for three days or so, this arm was just kind of just like limp. It was like Harry Potter when they take all the bones out. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just don't get a boner when I'm drinking. That's the worst case scenario for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I end up with fucking pregnancy. Um, <laughs> oh god, don't fuck while you're drunk. That's yeah. a, a public announcement. That's why whiskey dicks a thing. It's, it's I mean, be, it's well, be, it's well be also because it's thing. like you're drunk. You're 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 
Whiskey dick is a safety mechanism. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're drunk, so like your your, your inhibitions, your judgments are fucked up already. Yep. Just if you're gonna get drunk tonight, don't expect to get laid. Yeah. Unless you're like in a serious relationship, and even then, just you don't want to embarrass yourself. That's kind of like also one of the best benefits of like living out here. When I go to comedy, it's like I live so far away that I'm not going to comedy to get fucked. Yeah, you know what huge. I mean. Like it's like you want to go out. Later? Well, hey baby, you oh. want to drive an hour back to? Oh my god! What if you didn't tell a woman? <laughs> you just brought her back. <laughs> she's worried she's gonna get cut up because the fucking route I took seemed like that serial killer. She starts seeing all these signs. Where are we going? Oh, just a little further. Just a little further. Uh, yeah, just right up the road. I don't have cell phone reception. Oh like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> an hour That's later. That's the block I sold in the house. <laughs> yeah, she's got like Verizon, so she doesn't get any cellular service the whole drive. That's perfect. No, all uh, she hears is cricket. So I don't have a story about me getting too drunk. Uh, and I mean, one time I, I threw up on a woman's shoes. Sorry about that. If you listen oh. to this lady, I'm sure you might listen to it. Uh, very sorry. I'm sorry, lady's shoes. Well, th- I mean, uh, Were they that was shoes? a... I don't know, but I just I feel bad about that every day, and I tried to apologize to her, and she was not interested in hearing Thro- my apology. Throne stories are weird, man. Uh, but other than that, I have one story that it's not me, but it's somebody else that I took care of when they got too drunk. Go it. So Go I went to my friend's house to play D and D on his room, as one is to do. I'm not going to say the guy's name because he's somebody that hangs out with me often. I love him like a brother. Yeah. Uh, but he got too drunk because he was trying to match me drinking while we're playing D and D. It's a bad idea. I drink like a fucking champ. Don't try to fucking match me. So I'm barely he, keeping up with it as it is. Uh, so uh, he uh, he got very drunk halfway through D and D, and he decided he needed to go throw up. But he was in there for like thirty minutes. I was like, I, I'm worried about. Uh, you know, name excluded. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna. 11. I'm just gonna knock D&D. on the door. You're, knock you're on playing D&D. We'll just say it's eleven. <laughs> yeah. Gar Gargagoth. Ego wife. Waffles. Yeah. Something. Legolas. Yeah. I knocked on the door and I was like, "Hey, man, you okay?" Lesbian haircut. Um, He's like, "Uh," and I was like, "Oh, fuck." So I opened the door. He's butt ass naked, laying in the shower <laughs> with the curtain open, and I was like, "Bro, are you all right?" He's like, oh, "I threw up." I was like, yeah, and your dick's out, too. You don't want to comment on that? (laughs) So so I was babying him, and I was like, we need to get you to bed, man, because it was was his house. He was the roommate there, so... He's like, I can't move. I was like, I'll bring you a a pillow and a blanket. You sleep in in the shower. Yeah. Man, and I still hang out with that guy after that. I love that dude. He could not... He. The be- he was too drunk. <laughs> the, the best throw up story I ever had, and uh, again, this probably has never been told on the podcast, but fuck, it's a good story. Um, so I don't smoke weed a lot, and mm. like I, before, like it got past legal here in Oklahoma. I honestly had only tried a handful of times. I was always like, if it was at a party and someone like hanging around a joint, I'd smoke it. You know what I mean? I never yeah. bought my own weed or anything. So like, I bring that up because. Uh, prom night, we have an after party prom at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, having a good time. And like, I walk in, everybody's smoking weed and watching Cheech Chong videos. Or movies. Yes. So I'm like, this is going to be a good after party. Oh, well, of course. I walk in, and this is kind of like the house, kind of like how our house is set up, where like, as you walk in the front door, you can kind of see the, the kitchen and stuff in the back rooms. Yeah. As you walk in, I just saw the host, which is this girl, I'm not going to say her name, and she is just getting railed on the kitchen stove by her boyfriend. Nice. Just in front of everybody. She's just back there in that back kitchen. You can just see it from the entrance. She's just go, there's going at it. Bitch is wild. And then she noticed that people were coming in. She's like, okay, let's go. They went somewhere else. <laughs> so they left. Um, We didn't know where they were. They, apparently, they went to the back alley, and they were fucking on the fucking gravel alley out there. Oh, you smelt it and vomited. Well, I bring this up <laughs> is kidding. because like 30 minutes to an hour or so later, they come back in and he's coming back in the front and he comes in the front. So they, yeah. they went from the kitchen 
through the back door to the back alley and they're fucking in the alley. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they come back in like an hour earlier and he comes in through the front door. Yeah. And he's in totally different clothes. And we're like, <laughs> what happened? And he's just smiling. And he's like, she threw up on my dick. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, she was giving me head out in the alley. And she just went like, hold on. Hold on. And then she just kind of did one of these. And she just kept going. And I was just like. And he's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Oh, my God. Five minutes later, she comes in with different, like a different shirt on. And everybody's just like. Oh, my God. First of all. Like. I mean, props to her. She's not a quitter. If but- you, <laughs> for him, if you're already fucking her, why are you going to pull out and then go back to the head game? I don't know. But like. And then also, I don't want somebody's vomit on my cock. She's got to clean up on aisle me. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Even if he was raw dogging, it seems like having <laughs> puke jukes is yeah. way worse yeah, than Yeah, that was like else. the worst thing. I was just like, ugh. Oh, my you know, God. I was just more like, why were you guys like, laying uh, down in the fucking alley? I probably wouldn't hang out with that guy anymore. Like, why were you fucking in the alley? Yeah, like, first of all, this is a gravel. <laughs> I would say, first of all, buddy, this isn't a pornography. Yeah. You don't have to fuck her in her pussy and then go back to the mouth. You but, don't have to do like, that. Like, he took the fucking Beatles lyrics, why don't we do it in the road, way too fucking literal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Even yes. Paul McCartney's like, have some clocks. Yeah, he's dead in the corner. You remember that theory? He's <laughs> looking at his oh, dead body. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. This episode is not brought to you by a mobile game like Best Fiends. You know, it's like friends, but take out that R. Well, they're they trying to say the R's for like, is, is the R word? Is it R word? Can, can we say R word? Can we hint at the word read? Take out the R. Oh, fiends, friend. That's fucking retarded. Oh, man. You ever see... uh, So you hang out in Tulsa, right? Yeah. You ever see a dead homeless person before? Not yet. Oh, my God. If you look close enough... I hung out with trash a few times. Yeah, that's close (laughs) enough. It's... uh, Whoa. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I love you, you, trash. uh, No, uh, hey, walk walk around the alleys. Uh, you like you might get mugged. Yeah, but I mean, like you're you're a pretty big guy. Like if I can intimidate somebody, I'm sure you can as well. Yeah. So uh, walk around. You'll see dead. Ho- I mean, they're fucking. Oh, there's oh, so many homeless people in Tulsa. Yeah. And crackheads. There's so yeah. many fucking crackheads in Tulsa. And there's yeah. so many homeless people. You know what I do envy about uh, crackheads in Tulsa is what? that they will rock down the middle of any fucking street. Yeah. <laughs> there's you know, so- you know what I'm envious of them for. They have the uncanny they crack all day. Well, they have the uncanny val- <laughs> uncanny valley. They have the uncanny ability to uh always be able to find a shopping cart. Yeah. Like it just pops up like a I mountain know. of fucking Star Wars gamers. That seems like, like, like a, a chore to game. get one out of the parking lot, but they just they got it. I mean, they got that's not like they have a job. So yeah. <laughs> So they can do that. I don't know. They got it from Target. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't have a job. They can just walk around uh, trying to look for shopping carts. I mean, even at the end of Shaun of the Dead, they had the zombies pushing the carts and stuff. Like, they not had a, jobs. Not a hard job. By the way, I went to Reesers recently. This is funny. I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> the guy who does the uh, the carts outside, I see him every time I go out there, and he's, he wants to be friends with me. But yeah. He's like kind of a, a bigger, goofier guy. Uh, he was in the bathroom the last time I went, and I was taking a piss, and he came out of the shitter and only pushed the hair the air dryer and then left I- <laughs> so he didn't watch the air, he just dried the shit on I his was hands? like you skipped a few steps yeah. there, but <laughs> it's like whenever I went it's- to uh, be okay once and uh, no not be okay 
It was one of these places where they had like the you know like when you go into a men's restroom and it's like just a, a fucking trough. Yeah. Or just like the long yeah, yeah, fucking trough. Yeah, yeah, like at a like an old stadium or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there was a dude that just completely went ass out, just dropped all trowel and there everything, and he's just like a fucking five year old just going like this, like this. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. And there's like guys next to him and he's just fucking dropped trowel. <laughs> Did he have like some mental issues? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, apparently <laughs> he had crayons in his back pocket and piss on his balls. <laughs> Jesus, no, that's crazy. He's special. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but I I didn't want to get in trouble, <laughs> so that's why I mentioned the crayons. If careful listeners, it's know like I have I'm that joke there. about how, like I open my sets now. Oh, I'll, I'll tell this. So like um I oh. have a set. I have my open my sets where I talk about how it's isn't it weird how. In 2023, it's still not okay to say the word, the R word, but it's okay somehow to say the word midget again. Yeah. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said that joke uh, last Friday at Rose Lounge when I did a show with Nick Danks. Yes. Uh, shout out Nick. He was awesome. I uh, love Nick. Five minutes before I go up, a black little person walks in uh-huh. and hops up on the fucking bar stool right in front of me. Hell yeah. And I'm like, I open with a midget joke. I'm like, well, it's not technically bashing. You know, and it's always been that, men- that mentality of like, if you're too afraid to say the word in front of somebody, you shouldn't be doing the joke kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, I'm not going to edit my set. It's a good joke and it's well, not fucking punching bunch- down kind and of thing. And who's really, is it them getting offended by that or is it just people yeah. who are self-righteous getting offended? Yeah, by it? it's the virtue signaling. So that's why I had a joke that I wrote that I, I would never do on stage. I'll tell it to you because yeah. it's just a what-if scenario. You yeah. can't get mad at me about it, audience, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was like, if I yeah. started a company where it was called uh, <laughs> Midgets United or something... If I started a company that would raise donations for little people, could they then get mad about it because of the name? Uh, it depends on how high you raise it. Well, I don't know. No, $15 million a year. No, if I raise $15 million a year. That's little. <laughs> oh, dude, that went right over my fucking head. You're fucking... Them hey. too. <laughs> how the, how the, the tables have turned. You're the ones riffing now. Oof. Uh, so I was just saying, if I had a thing that just said midget and it was the name of the business, and I raised $15 million a year for little people, and I even said, this is for little people. I didn't say midget in the donation. Yeah. Could they still get mad about it? I don't know. Or anybody get mad about it? I'm sure there's some white woman on Twitter that would be mad about yeah. it. Yeah. White women. I know. I posted right. that picture. I was like, uh, I had a picture of like a skeleton, mm-hmm. and I was like, when a white woman's telling me all about Pride Month. Oh, God. <laughs> A self-righteous white women. Oh, I love it. Do you so, like white women? I like all kinds. Mm. Like, you know, to two degrees. Mm. It's basically, you know, hey, do you like me? Cool. I guess like yeah. I guess like as friends, but like my like my first wife was Hispanic, my second wife was white. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no joke really there, it's just sorry. the truth. I saw a tweet that was funny, it was like uh uh I, don't, I, I know this is a tweet. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm still in a joke. This isn't. I'm, I'm giving credit to the tweet. As long as you pay Elon. They were talking about uh, how um, my the the tweet said uh, my landlord is bugging me about rent because they have bills due. It sucks that I'm the made breadwinner for my landlord's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2023. 2023, man, I thought 2021 was fucking stupid. It's like when I talked about, like, you know, the self-checkout at Walmart. It's like, you know, after the third, fourth, or 
nineteenth time you fucking don't scan something, they're gonna catch on. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Because there's that, you know, there's that uh, Bill Burr bit about he's like, I'll go to the self checkout. I said, I guess they don't want my money and walk out. Yeah. But now it's every fucking place. It's not just cool, interesting places that do it. It's fucking. I went to gas station the other day that had self checkout at the fucking gas. How do yeah. I fuck do I get gas? Dollar General I'm has prepaying it. for gas. Fuck face. How do I do this? Like Dollar General has the zigzag to keep you from stealing shit. Like all the fucking aisles are now zigzag now around here. Like you have to walk through this fucking maze like this. I don't to go, go to Dollar General, but yeah. <laughs> you're a family dollar motherfucker. Oh God. <laughs> Dollar Tree for life. Um, I'm a Trader Joe's man. I just go to Trader Joe's. You look Joe's. like a Trader Joe's I'm just man. a Trader Joe's guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can smell the kombucha from over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's really my wife. My wife loves that <laughs> shit. Do you hear the three, the, the shade he's throwing? I'm talking shit of your, your Trader Joe's obsession. <laughs> That's that, I love that, my wife. There you go. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Shira. She's fucking awesome. Most beautiful woman in the world. Love you, Hans. Do you still work? do the roast things at the end? We can, yeah. You want to do so the roast? So I hold over special occasions. So okay. Season one, I was doing it every episode. Uh-huh. And the old uh, goal was eventually to get people to you know put in some, some viewer mail and stuff like that. But I still haven't got the viewer mail. Oh, it must so, probably lost in the post, man. So I basically just like put it on the back burner, so to speak. Yeah. I put the preheat segment on the mm-hmm. back burner. You know, I'm making okay. all the puns. But uh, I'll bust it out for people that want to bring it out. I want to hear your roast bits for me, but I want to tell you roast bits for you first because okay. I wrote some down. Okay, go ahead. So I will tell you. Uh, hey, buddy, I found out recently you lost 60 pounds. I did. Which was shocking to find out you were once a bigger piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. you look like every reality TV show is the, that was the reason that why Discovery Plus is now Max. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I have a quote for you. Okay, stare long into uh, stare long enough into the abyss, and the abyss stares back. That is a quote shared by Frederick Nietzsche and the last lover who glimpsed into your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, You look like a hipster George Custer. (laughs) You know what? I'll fucking take it. (laughs) What, the land? (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) The only thing that'll increase in value. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, this is my last one. You look like the kind of guy that sucks farts out of a man's ass with silly straw. (laughs) Just off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to my mind is you look like one of the henchmen on Die Hard. (laughs) That only wears Birkenstocks. <laughs> if you are trying to steal, what are we stealing again? I don't know. I was here for the trip. It's New York City. <laughs> You're the one dude in Die Hard that's just doing coke and gets Vince to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> You're the one that's just like, oh, yeah, we can trust these guys. <laughs> he's like, get him. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> he's sniffling a lot. Get him. Not paying attention to anything. He's going uh, in his own world right now. Yeah, that was good. Uh, you look like Drew Carey if he didn't get prices right. <laughs> <laughs> that- oh, shut <laughs> You know what's funny is that there's actually a comedian in Tulsa that fits that joke more than me. <laughs> uh, right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. 
that's all the bits. I, that's all the Rose that jokes. Was, hey, that was all top. Of I my thought. Head. I, I hey, I, I thought. I tried Fred- to have some for you. The Frederick Nietzsche one was good. That was good. That was a good one. Yes, I liked yours. I liked yours, buddy. I'm gonna start wearing Birkenstocks just for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm so fat. My shirts. My my shoes are called Hey Food. <laughs> okay. I like that yeah, one. Hey dudes. Yeah. 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 If you explain it, it's funnier, right? Well, if you would have said "Hey Foods," "Hey Foods," yeah, that would it, yeah. "Hey Foods," "Hey Foods," yeah. I don't shop at Whole Foods. No, <laughs> I just eat a lot of Whole Foods. Yeah, you just <laughs> I eat the whole the, damn thing. The whole food in your mouth—that's the whole thing. <laughs> just like penis. Rotisserie um, chicken. How about five? Uh, they're Cornish game hens. Okay, I'm yeah. on a diet. I'm on a diet. Cornish game hens. <laughs> No, I'm well, on a diet. I'll just have four Cornish game hens. <laughs> uh, speaking of Cornish game hens, have you ever been to fucking uh, Branson? Yes. When I was a kid, we went often. Did you ever go to the Dixie Stampede? We did. Do you remember the Dixie Stampede? Yes. They served Cornish game hens there. It was kind of like uh, the medieval night dinner, yeah. but for uh, do- oh, no for racists. Yes. <laughs> Because when I went through the first time, it, so for spoilers, if you've never been to Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede, yes, Dolly which, Parton. why haven't you? Yeah, you get to uh, listen to her uh, sing Jolene when somebody that is very white dances yeah. in a Native American outfit. It's so great that Dolly Parton puts on Dixie Stampede that she's not even there. She's yes. just on a fucking teleprompter. Um, yes. But the best part is they recreate the Civil War, <laughs> and it's North versus South, and one side of the room is the South, and one yes. side is the North. So guess what? You might see a world where the South wins. <laughs> the first time that it happened. So <laughs> the first time we went, because we went twice because we're redneck yeah. and we're fucking white. Um, okay. I was real young, and uh, the North won. Oh, they won by point because they do a good point news. Thing. That's yeah. good news. And then they, the announcer goes, well, here at Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede. The South always oh, wins. Oh, no. And the whole South crowd was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And all the black people, all two of them that were there, were like, uh. We, we wanted in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a souvenir? <laughs> no. Baby, I told you we should have just went to Popeye's. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Yeah, callback. Every time I was in Louisiana, I always stopped at the Popeyes. I don't know why. Dude, just like, yeah, it's good. Popeyes badass, dude. It's like when I went to Louisiana, I was like, I want some really good Cajun like seafood, and they're like, Have you tried Sam's? And I'm like, mm-hmm. We have that in Oklahoma. It's just a fucking restaurant. Like it's Sam's like Southern Eatery or whatever, and they have like uh, po' boys and stuff like that. We got one. There's one in uh, not in Tulsa, but if you take a little trip, all you Tulsa viewers to. Uh, uh, Sepulpa. Yeah. They got a Sam's out in Sepulpa. We had one in Bartles when it closed mm. uh, with COVID. But so that's like, like a Cajun thing. Yeah. And it actually has really good food. They have gumbo and all that shit. Uh, yeah. I've, I've eaten there a few times. Yeah. I didn't know that it was like a national whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so like I went to Louisiana. I was like, where can I get some good seafood? And they're like, well, across the streets of Sam's. And I'm like, well, that's the chain. Like, yeah, but it's still good. I'm like, well, if you guys mm-hmm. vouch for it, I guess it's okay. There's, there's a Cajun place that I like. I, mean, I always forget the name of it, so this is not really a call out to them. They're going to be mad if they listen to this. Uh, I always love to go. It's on 71st, like, near Yale, maybe? Like, in between Yale and Riverside. <laughs> it's a big area. Yeah. Just drive down 71st to see Cajun uh, yeah, I'm, gra- I'm glad you, glad you uh, narrowed that down a little bit. Yeah, thanks, man. So, uh, yeah. It's just in green country. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in Tulsa County. <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody's trademarked that for a dispensary, just green country. Right? It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they thought it was too clever. Fucking Stallone takes it in fucking Tulsa King season two. Oh, did he? No. Like, So, have you ever watched Tulsa King? I think I watched. My dad was obsessed with it, so um, I, I, one. I just started watching it like last month or so, and there's only like eight episodes or so. Yeah, is it good? Mm. It's all right. It's a good B plus show. Well, I think I saw the one episode. I saw he went into a bar and everybody there had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, and I was like, 
Where's it's all the a, fucking a, hipsters talking a, about? They, you, they do get to that. They do. The, the best thing about that show is it's the first show I've seen where you see the the big transition Oklahoma's had one's weed medicinal. Uh, yeah. So he goes in and he fucking becomes like a uh, partial owner of a dispensary. Uh, yeah, I got starts, that much. Yeah. So like, like they start going with the weed in the dispensary and he's going through all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. like that's how Oklahoma is. There's a dispensary on every corner. There's more dispensaries than there are churches now. <sighs> but that's insane because yeah. there's a fuckload of churches in yeah. Tulsa. And, I mean, and they all, all have the same creative. They all have the same amount of creativity in their names. Yes. Like growing up in Dewey, like which is like 20 miles north of here, there is Bible Baptist Church. Oh, really? Didn't know you'd have Bibles there. Spoiler alert. But, you know, like, could you get any more three words? Like, like Bible, Baptist, church, priest, fucked me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's not a Catholic church, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was raised in Bristow, they had they also had an, a, a, so many fucking churches. Yeah. There was no bar unless you go to, to the Elks Lodge yeah. and you had to be an elk to get in to go to the bar. Yeah. There was no bar in fucking Bristow, Oklahoma. And I think. I might have been 21 when uh, I was. No, I moved to. I moved out of Bristow before I turned 21. But the fact that there was no bar, and still to this day, if you go there now, you, there's no bar. I think there's one now in what used to be the Elks Lodge, is now just like a restaurant that also kind of has yeah. a bar. So it's just kind of crazy. Well, it's like I, I grew up in Copan. I don't know if you never heard of that. Copan is right on the border of Kansas and Oklahoma. Mm, and it's a small it. little town. There's like a high school, there's a Dollar General, and there's a fucking gas station. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's a joke, running joke, that wherever there is out in the fucking rural areas, Dollar General's going to find them. Mm-hmm. Dollar General has a way. We saw two on the drive here. Isn't it fucking crazy? Yeah, we were like, how do these fucking people survive out here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, and this is not even a joke, if Dollar General got into the Wi-Fi business or the cell phone business and just fucking went all these role plays like U.S. Cellular and we're just like, hey, we're putting up a fucking Wi-Fi tower when we build this fucking uh, place, they would just own the town. They would. Because, like, Coffeeville has their own fucking free Wi-Fi through the whole town. Really? Like, you go there and it's city Wi-Fi. Um, wow. And you could pay for the upgraded speeds, but, like, it's just built-in Wi-Fi through the whole, the whole town. That's fucking awesome. And, like... There's different towns that do that kind of stuff, and I'm like, yeah, if you did that, you could flip the whole town like that. Yeah, just think in Europe, there's certain places you can go, you certain places you can go and uh, get free health care. That's yeah. crazy. It's like whenever uh, you ever <laughs> watch Atlanta. No, uh, in Atlanta they get ar- they get arrested and they like overseas and like in Belgium or something like that, and it's like a little legit like rehabilitation like little place. Like it's like, oh, here's your meal, nice to meet you. You can watch TV and stuff like that, and it's all nice, clean, and everything yeah. like that. And it's like, oh, thank you for doing your time and stuff like that. I just, I really, I really appreciate the fact that uh, you know. I wish we could get free health care here in America. Yeah. It's like, ah, man, uh, people struggle so much to pay health care bills for stuff that doesn't have anything to do with them. Yeah. First of all, they were raised in, a, in a, probably a low uh, a low income area. Yeah. And then all they had to eat, it's just a food desert there where all there is is fucking fast food and places that don't sell food that's like organic or healthy for yeah, you. Obviously. So then you're raised in a place where there's not a lot of job opportunities and no places to go and get good food that's in your community. Yeah. So you're going to be fucked up health-wise when you get into like your 50s or your 60s and healthcare is so goddamn expensive. Yeah. And the fact that I I've, I mean this is not funny. This is <laughs> very serious. Yeah. But the fact that there's certain places in like uh in Europe that give free healthcare uh and pe- there's people in America who are like fighting against free health care. I know. No, I want people to work 60 hours a week 
and then eat shit food and then die because they can't pay their health. Like it's like okay, so this is maybe controversial. We're getting so far from comedy. We are like, so off of comedy. But like the two fun things that I rally against are uh, I want or rally for is like free healthcare and uh, the end of privatized prisons. Yeah, like we shouldn't have fucking private companies no, owning all these fucking no, no, prisons. No. Like it's fucking horrible. <laughs> well, because then they they yeah they have an incentive to keep people in there, which is not yeah what rehabilitation it's is. Yes, exactly. I'm making money off this. Why would I let people leave? Or Why it's in 2023 and these prisons are privatized in the South. They don't think they need air conditioning. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, and then they they're lobbyists for big lawmakers. Yeah. To where it's like do something. I'll, I'll lobby as a private. Uh, prison yeah. <laughs> to make sure that something else becomes illegal. Yeah. So that guess what? I get more customers. Yeah. Which is just prisoners. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They're, how they're is little, this? They're numbers. How is this the best country in the world? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something, something, dick joke. Um, I know. That's what me and me and my wife are like. When uh, when I get to the age where I don't want to do anything anymore, like uh, you know, yeah. working wise, uh, I'm just gonna we're gonna move to Iceland. I'm just gonna say it right now. If things get really bad. bad I obviously love poutine. <laughs> poutine Just saying. Canada. Tim Hortons, I can be a fan. Well, I mean, you're Jewish. You have birthright. You can go to Israel if you want. I'm not Jewish. Oh, I thought you said that. No, Henry Winkler's Jewish. Oh, I thought you, you said You just made fun of his big nose. I was like, Jesus, dude. Well, I made fun of my grandmother's big nose, too. I love how we talked about Jews and I bring up Jesus. Um, <laughs> He's like, oh, it's uh, Passover. Kazuntite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something more. <laughs> no. It's like uh, when you watch South Park and they actually go to the retreat for the Jewish kids and there's fucking Moses there and he's like the big orange and yellow thing. Like, you remember that? Yes, yes. Oh, I like remember the actual that. <laughs> that was crazy. Well, see, and like, do you remember that they got can They got that one episode where they... The uh, Prophet Muhammad? Yes. But they had an episode like t- six years before that that yeah. had him that nobody gave a yeah, fuck Yeah, it was super about. best friends. Yeah, nobody gave a fuck, but the second <laughs> it was something else. With super best friends. I, I remember watching that. With C-Man. Yes, <laughs> No, it's seaman. It's seaman. <laughs> That's what I said, seaman. Uh, I still like uh, to this day. Like, we're going on a riff. I, I think South Park's one of the best written shows. <laughs> it's so good. No, for sure. Uh, I mean, Imagination yeah. Land still holds up. I, I didn't need to watch it again. My daughter wants to watch it, and like Imagination Land is fucking amazing. I don't know if you ever watched it. I did. I mean, I've seen every. Yeah, every the latest seasons though. are really good. Like the new really season are. is good. They are. They are. Cupid, Cupid, ye. The fucking take on Kanye was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Uh, I think that was one of like the newest ones that I had watched uh, recently. I think I tried to watch some of the other ones. Um, the now the one I think it's like episode six or seven of the season is the one where they're using chat AI or using uh, chat GPT and AI to talk to their girlfriends and text. Yes, yes, I watched that. That one. is so good. I think that's the Cupid Yee. Is it the same yeah, one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, one animated like uh, adult animated show that I watched uh, when it first came out was uh, Smile Friends. Never heard of it. You need to watch that. Do you it's have HBO? Ultimate? Yeah. Go to HBO, watch Smile Friends or Smiling Friends or whatever. I have it to the max. It's got a, uh, it's got people from like YouTube, like YouTubers made the show. Oh, okay, like the guy from like Oni Plays, and uh, oh, I like Oni Plays. Yeah. yeah, so him and that Zach or whoever it is, yeah, they made a, they made a show. It's like an animated show. It's pretty funny. I mean, uh. this isn't. This isn't that funny. We've <laughs> okay. probably cut this part. I mean, we're over the hour yeah. and a half. Well, or man, whatever. thank you so much for coming on. No, yes. I, hey, I had a fucking blast. I was, was able fun. to see you get a little tipsy. Yeah, man. I've already finished my gin. I'll fucking I'll cheer fall. you to beer. There we go. It's done. Oh.
It's been a blast. I'm so glad I I drove out here. Now I have to drive home. Wrong. Uh, You know. (laughs) I'm not driving. (laughs) Gay! I wish I would have known you had that the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Say something sexy. Oh, man. I'm fucking bleak tired. Oh, I'm putting that on my (laughs) TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I also have that. You mother... I have, I have a bleed button. Good. Yeah. What's oh, wait, get get it cured up. You want to know who I really don't like yeah. is... Wow! Yeah, fucking great. Uh, have a great time. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's how I end every episode. Like, after it goes to my logo, if, if, if anybody stays past my logo... Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. If anybody stays past my logo at the end of every single video, I always have end it with... Bye, have a great time. <laughs> yeah. It's always the teaser. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, little... I had a great time, bro. Dude, I had a fucking awesome on. time. I'm so glad I come over. I saw your beautiful house. Thanks, and, man. Uh, uh, got to meet your wife and your friend. Yeah, one of them I think is asleep. No, they're both awake now. <laughs> so Blake, man, thank you for coming on the show. Where can everybody find you? Do they want to book you or something? Man? Oh well, uh, you can you can add me on uh, Facebook. Maybe I'll add you back. Uh, it's just at Blake Dyer on Facebook. Uh, I do have a TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok. It's at main man dude. So <laughs> main man dude. Main man dude. I love it. I don't even know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I think I was a little drunk when I made the TikTok. So, so is yeah. it like a double negative to where man dude cancel each other out? Yeah, I'm just main. You're just trans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a transitive property. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, I'm Sharon Ralphie Allen. <laughs> this has been Blake Dyer. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for Thank being you. on Loading Meat. Peace.